Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Warning. Guests of the Roy Green Show may experience the truth. Being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. And a good Saturday to you. Thanks for making us part of your weekend. First weekend of December. Oh, my. This year has gone by quickly, and what a year, huh? What a year it has been. Who knows what's still ahead, what remains to be witnessed. One thing we'll witness is this coming Friday, the Prime Minister of Canada and the Premier's will be meeting in Ottawa, and the idea is for the Prime Minister to deliver his because he's not negotiating, deliver his pan-Canadian climate commandments, because he's not negotiating. Well, nine of the premiers will sign on, because that's what they do. However, Brad Wall of Saskatchewan, Premier Wall, it's no way, not going to happen. Saskatchewan will not sign on to the pan-climate plan, which is Probably got Trudeau's elbows up already. And uh, Premier Wall has also said that he and uh, the Saskatchewan government are considering weighing their options for a possible lawsuit against the federal government on the idea of the national carbon tax that Mr. Trudeau so democratically unveiled to this country. While the Environment ministers were in meeting with the um, federal environment minister on the idea of a national carbon tax. Mr. Trudeau, of course, got up and torpedoed everybody, shot everybody in the back, got up in parliament and announced there'll be a carbon tax, which caused environment minister to walk out of the meeting with the federal environment minister putting egg squarely on her face. I tweeted some time ago, Justin Trudeau must have been a real delight as a child when he wanted a toy. Anyway, Mr. Wall said, I'm not signing the climate plan. It's not good for Saskatchewan. And we may take the federal government to court. And in an hour's time, you'll hear Brad Wall on this program. I interviewed him yesterday. It's two parts. Part one today deals with that. Part two deals with the pipelines. You'll hear that tomorrow. So uh, Justin Trudeau approved two pipelines. And he hasn't slammed the door on more possibly. Now, there are people who are saying... He knows exactly what he's doing. There's so much opposition to the Trans Mountain Pipeline that it's not going to be built and won't be built, or if it is, it won't be for a long time, and so he's just playing both ends against the middle. I don't know about that. We're going to talk pipelines uh, this hour, and we'll include your phone calls, but I'm going to start with um, a great friend of this program, and we also appreciate the time uh, that we have with him, Tom Caldwell, the chair of Caldwell Securities. 
seats on the New York and Toronto stock exchanges. He's one of the most respected business leaders in this country and a community leader. And Tom, as I've always said, when I need a dose of sanity, I call you. (laughs) And you have to be in trouble. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time. So what's your view of what's happened in Ottawa this week concerning the pipelines? Well, you know, first off, I, I always say, you know, if you're a leader and everyone likes you, then you're doing something wrong. And sooner or later, our prime minister has to come out of the nice guy bubble, uh, give everybody what they want, uh, present this kinder, gentler government, etc., and make decisions. And, and like it or not, this is a decision that had to be made. In, in one way or the other, make the decision. And as a, as a citizen, not as any kind of expert or anything, I always considered Canada a country. And that is, we can't be held to ransom by any pressure group, whether it be anti-petrol groups or whatever they wish to call themselves, or even indigenous groups or even provincial uh, groups or provinces. We're one country, and we have to work in the best interests of our total country. And like it or not, we are a resource country. In fact, government policies are going to condemn us to be that for a long time. Our manufacturing base is, is, uh, is in severe trouble. So we're going to be a provider of resources. We can't be developing resources and not be able to get them out to tidewater and get them out to world markets. Other people are doing We already miss the, the uh, liquid natural gas market by fiddling around for years, and, and that, that whole industry has moved ahead. So I think it's a decision that had to be made. It's almost like a little splash of reality for our prime minister that sooner or later uh, you've got to come out of hiding and, and make decisions for the best interests of the country. He does. And, you know, I, I was thinking last night, I was sitting at home just reading some stories or news stories about the pipeline issue. And I fully understand the people in British Columbia who say, wait a minute, we don't want our coastline threatened. And I fully understand them saying, we don't want our, our uh, rainforest threatened. I understand that emotion. I understand people in Alberta saying, we want to get this stuff to market because it's where they, we've suffered so much and it's ultimately good for the entire country. So we have competing points of view um, that are somewhat smoothed over by politicians who are adept at that. But at the end of the day, terrible cliche, at the end of the day, there has to be somebody who makes the decision, who takes the time to make the, makes the decision, takes off the referee shirt and just says, this is the way it's going to be. And as you said, we're going to build what, we, what I say we're going to build. And if you try to stop us, good luck. Well, I agree. This was decision time for him. And uh, uh, maybe it's good practice. Maybe we have to do more of that. You, you know, you, you talk about we have to do things as a country. And I, I wonder, and I just wonder, have we become so regionalized over time that we just routinely don't do things as a country that much anymore? Well, I think that's definitely true. You know, it, it's, it's a, uh, we have pressures. I mean, the Quebec one is obvious. No matter what you do in the rest of the country, they want to have spotlights and tail fins and do something totally different, just to be different in some cases. Some cases better, but different. And, and uh, you know... It's like competition. Countries, like companies, are in competition with each other. And, you know, if you're divided and you don't know what you're doing and you can't make decisions and you hesitate and delay, etc., someone else is going to eat your lunch. And that goes for countries, as I said, as well as companies. And, mm-hmm. and sooner or later, the world in which we live in is a tougher game now. And it's going to be a lot tougher coming out of the U.S. in the coming years. So we have to be seen as decisive. We have to be seen as strong. 
and we have to be seen as working together. Tom, Justin Trudeau, you know, we talk about having to make decisions. He very quickly made the decision that there was going to be a national carbon tax. And as I said, he overrode the meeting between the provincial environment ministers and his own federal environment minister by his announcement in parliament. So he has the carbon tax that he's, uh, or he's going to have, will have it. And Mr. Wall, the premier of Saskatchewan, was on this program a few weeks ago, and he said he'd spoken to the prime minister the day after Mr. Trudeau made that decision, the announcement in Parliament, solo, that there was going to be the carbon tax. And the Premier of Saskatchewan asked the Prime Minister, have you done any kind of economic impact study of the carbon tax? No. No, he hadn't. So he, Trudeau is capable of making decisions, but in this case, it doesn't look to me like he's, he's willing to think things through properly. France has now dropped their carbon tax. Australia dropped it in 2014. What do we do in a situation like that? How do we approach that? How does, off, how does the business community expect us to approach well, it? Well, first off, a carbon tax is just a tax grab, I mean, period. At the end of the day, you can cloak it any way you want. You can pander to any, all the environmental groups you wish to. It still is a tax grab, period. If and. There's no if and buts about it. But the, the, uh, to, to sympathize with Mr. Wall, and I'm not going back on what I'm saying, we need to act as a country, but we need to have decent inputs. And when it comes to the energy producing capabilities of Canada, I think it's probably a good idea to listen to the energy-producing areas of the country. Uh, what are their needs? And, you know, for years and years and years, almost since Confederation, Western Canada has been mauled by Eastern Canada. Uh, we come up with these ideas here with very little consultation. Uh, I do think our Prime Minister does make decisions on the basis of what he thinks is popular. Uh, what's going to give him the most vote? You cannot, you cannot govern by saying, who's going to like me best if I do this? Or how many, how many votes can I get? You cannot be thinking in those terms, uh, again, if you're going to be a proper leader. He is a young man. He's a very young man. Uh, frankly, he doesn't have much experience. I, I know the, uh, the drama school thing may have helped a little bit as far as the political side goes. But in actual fact, you know, he's still a novice. I mean, he, he's, he's a name that was selected by the Liberal Party. And they thought, well, hey, we can get in with this name. And, and not to say anything against him as a person, but there is... There is some experience that's not there. So he's going to, you know, I I'm, I'm always like to think that people can grow into the job. And I, I would hope he will grow into the job and mature in the job. But until he gets from here to there, I think he has to be very careful about making politically popular decisions just because they're politically popular. I mean, that the uh, fighter, the F-35 uh, versus the um, F-18 Super Hornets is a horrible decision, horrible decision. And it's purely political. It's, it's as bad as the helicopter decision a previous liberal regime made, which resulted in many of our casualties in Afghanistan, resulted in our not having helicopters because the liberals rented them to somebody else. People paid the price in blood for that, and that can be the case with these F-18 things. So there are decisions that are being made for political purpose that really do have a cost, a human cost in some cases. Let me ask you to give me another 60 seconds, please, Tom, and how does the reality of a Donald Trump administration, knowing what Mr. Trump thinks about trade agreements like NAFTA, how does that change things for this country most significantly, and what has to come out of Ottawa to address that? Well, I know people have worked directly for Trump over the years. He does surround himself with very good people. He does surround himself with some very tough people as well. So I don't think anything is sacrosanct. You can't say, oh, we've got a special relationship with those states, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to have to sit down and talk turkey with this guy. And he, he's a tough guy. You can't be a wuss. 
you can't be uh, you know smiling and hugging. This isn't this isn't the huggy kissy relationship that we've had just before this. This is going to be a different game. And you also have to know what your goals are. What are you there for? What do you want to achieve? What what is important? And communicate it such not only as a, as a good thing for both of us, but also with some teeth. And, and we'll see whether whether um, the prime minister is up to the mark in that area as we go forward. But that, that's going to be important. I just think we have to be tougher, stronger, clearer. Tom, thank you very much for the time. I always appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you very much. All the best, Roy. Bye-bye. Tom Caldwell, chairman of Caldwell Securities. So the decision was made and announced that uh, Trans Mountain Pipeline is going to be built, and Line 3, Enbridge's Line 3, is going to be replaced with a bigger, uh, I think double the capacity of the original line that's been there since the 1950s. And we know that uh, there's tremendous opposition to to uh, Trans Mountain. So uh, 1-800-263-2428 is my number. I have some time for a few phone calls from you on, uh, on what Tom Caldwell said. And then specifically, are you, in, are you supportive of, uh, of pipelines? Because we move oil by rail. We have oil coming into the uh, Montreal Harbor port by uh, by tanker from the Middle East. Um, we move oil by truck, but pipelines somehow are a, a disaster. I don't see it that way, but it's just one opinion. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. 1-800-263-2428. Oil is still, oil is still necessary for the global reality and will be for a long time. Are you in favor of pipelines? Are you in favor? Why the hell won't Denny Kader talk to me? 1-800-263-2428, because Energy East should be on the being built as well. 1-800-263-2428. Are you in favor of them? Yes or no? Give me a call. We'll talk.